The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. As par usual, we will have a young reporter from campusreform.org at the bottom of the hour on a Thursday. Program note, tomorrow, I will not be on the national show tomorrow. Um, I will be on the local show at my flagship, WOAI. We do the Elf Louise Radiothon uh, once a year. So we do that on Friday and on Saturday. And for those who like to watch the program or to listen to it online, uh, if you want to hear us live, we'll be an hour earlier tomorrow. Kara, starting at 4, aren't we? Our time tomorrow? That is correct, yes. We will be on from 4 to 6.30 tomorrow. Okay, so 4 to 6.30 tomorrow, you can uh, make plans to go to, um, just just go where you normally would go to watch the show or listen online, and uh, we'll be on from 4 to 6.30, and that's from the WOAI feed, our um, our flagship in San Antonio. Uh, I will have a, a great fill-in for the national show, but again, if you guys want to jump in, help out the kids in San Antonio, get some Christmas gifts, we've done this, uh, this will be my 18th time that we've done this uh, with Elf Louise and the Radiothon, the Christmas Project, and we're looking forward to that tomorrow. So a, little, a quick program note, if you tune in tomorrow and you don't hear me, I'm not sick again or anything like that, Carrie's fine. We're going to be doing that um, that local um, uh, charity thing that we do every year. We love doing it. And it's uh, to, to, Can you believe that it's already here, Carrie? Can no, you believe that? I cannot. Nope. I can't believe it's December. It's feel like we feel like man, we did it yesterday. It's gone by so fast. I know. Crazy, but but we're looking forward to raising a bunch of money again and getting Christmas gifts again for kids who otherwise wouldn't have one on a Thursday. Feeling all right? That's my Mel. No, no. no it's not. No, no. <laughs> Mel's family has <laughs> sent a cease and desist. <laughs> Come on. Seems I got to have a change in scene. Mark, Don, and Mel. Cause every night I have the strange. I cannot love Mel. You can pick Mel out of a lineup. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that is Chocolate Voice, by the way. Very shimmery today. Very shimmery. Shimmery. That shirt looks shimmery to me. It's not shimmery? No, it is not. Actually. Well, in my view, it is. So, I don't know. Polo's making it happen. Sam into his house. Let's go. Oh, come on now. What the heck? Feeling alright. What I'm feeling myself. Thursday, almost Friday. The weekend's almost here, making it happen. Getting her done. You know, you know what I might do tomorrow, Carrie, for the for mm. the, those who like to watch the stream. What's that? At 6.30, maybe give me half an hour of singing or something. I don't know. Oh, I think that'd be a treat for the weekend. It might, it might be a half an hour of uh, the best of Bon Jovi. You singing Bon Jovi? Why not? No, I'll be in my car and I won't be listening to that. No. Who, no, who, can't, who, who can't sing that guy? Anybody no. can sing that guy. You can't. No, you can't do it. Come on, man. Nailed it. No, no. Don't even think about it. No. So uh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. And, and for those who don't know, sometimes on the weekend, when I used to do the weekend with Joe Pags, which I, I voluntarily stopped like six, eight months ago because I just was beat. Did it for 12 years and it was time for me not to work six days a week and just burn out the voice. But every once in a while on the weekend, I would stay late and I would do something called Joe Pags Overtime and do some singing on the weekend. And um, yeah, we have a lot of fun with that. Maybe tomorrow because we're getting a little bit of a shorter show. Maybe I'll do a little singing. Who knows? Oh, maybe you do a little Christmas medley for the people. Hmm? I don't know. 
I'll just do that the whole time. No. I'll be like, is Bon Jovi in the studio? <laughs> no, nobody's going to think or you. say that. <laughs> no. Exactly what they're going to say. Wow, he sounds mm-hmm. better than he used to. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we've got that for you, which is nice. Thank God California has solved every other problem, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And has decided, we're going to hook up the black people. Let's do some reparations. Yep. And they're serious about it. It looks like it might actually happen. Fill me in. Yeah, from the Daily Mail, our reparations committee in California has suggested descendants of slaves in the state could be compensated $223,200 each for housing discrimination. The nine-member reparations task force was formed by California Governor Gavin Newsom as part of the country's largest ever effort to address reparations for slavery. A focus of the California task force has been housing discrimination. It's been estimated it would cost around $569 billion to compensate the 2.5 million black Californians for setbacks between 1933 and 1977, according to the New York Times. That's more than California's $512.8 billion expenditure in 2021, which included funding for schools, hospitals, universities, highways, policing, and corrections. However, discussions are still underway. The panel is continuing to consider how payments should be made, some suggested tuition and housing grants, while others proposed cash. The task force has also identified four other causes for reparations, mass incarceration, unjust property seizures, devaluation of black businesses and health care. It has until June 2023 to submit its final recommendations to the legislature. Just so that I heard you right. $200,000 plus per black person in California. 223000 yeah. $223,000 and reparations because of some inequality between 1930-something and 1970-something. And they define housing discrimination as what? They don't even say, because they're talking uh, about, no. yeah. they're talking about what, devaluation of the houses or something? I, I, don't, I don't know what they're talking about. And, and again, you're talking about a half a trillion dollars in expenditure for California. Which, has, oh, but I, always, I also like this one, mass incarceration. That, that that term is just, that phrase is thrown out there so often. Mass incarceration. Has there been a study that showed that the incarceration of black Americans was en masse illegal, bad, wrong, incorrect convictions? I've never seen anybody say, look, this person went to prison or this group of people because of their race went to prison only because of their race. Now, have there been cases where people are unduly uh, convicted? Yes. Have there been cases that people are owed something because of what they've been through after being wrongly convicted of something they didn't do? Yes. But to say all two and a half million black people in California somehow unduly suffered from mass incarceration is just making crap up or from, what was it, unequal housing or something? Yeah, housing discrimination. Housing discrimination. I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. And then they also started it with descendants of slaves. So everybody who's a descendant of slaves gets it? Because there are a lot of black people in this country and in California too, that are rich, a lot of money, and they may be descendants of slaves. So if they've succeeded because of equal opportunity, succeeded because of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, succeeded because the Republicans won the, the Civil War over the Democrats, if they've succeeded because of this country righting the wrongs, they're still going to get a check for almost a half a, half a million or a quarter of a million dollars, really? It just seems so 
eh, let's give them half a trillion. It doesn't make any sense. We're continuing to try to kiss up to people to get more votes and spending money that just doesn't exist. This money is a figment of their of their of their imaginations. It doesn't it isn't there. As you said, their entire budget was about that last year. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna was. double the budget to yeah. a trillion? How do you do that? Where do you where do you get the other five hundred billion? Just ask the federal government where they're where are they gonna get it from? Just ask us or ask China to lend it to us? They're spending money they don't have. Do me a favor, not you necessarily, Carrie, but those watching and listening, look up Cloward and Piven. Cloward and Piven is exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to bankrupt our economy. They can bankrupt our economy, get everybody on some sort of entitlement program. The government then can reset the entire economy, take from those who have, give those to those who don't have, and have central control of all of us. This is a whacked-out idea from like 1966 that was dumb, made up by a, a couple of college professors that never should have been considered. Obama really tried to do it. And in fact, he, he increased the number of people in entitlements like crazy. Now you've got Gavin Newsom trying to do it as well. Joe Biden or Ron Klain or Valerie Jarrett, whoever's running the joint, trying to do it now, uh, central government-wise. You've got other states. You've got individual states like Florida, Texas, South Dakota, who are fighting against things like this. But this is Cloward and Piven. Look it up. You'll see exactly what it is that they're trying to pull. Now, let me ask you a simple question. Do you think that people, black people in this country, are owed a quarter of a million dollars each because of unfair housing or something or housing discrimination in a 40-year period between the 1930s and 1970s? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. It'll be campus reform at the bottom of the hour. Do not miss that. Another young reporter joins us. Tamara Neely today from uh, Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma. OKC in the house. Uh, make sure you stick around with that. She's a boomer sooner. She's a, what'd she say? Sooner born and sooner, sooner proud. Something like that. Uh, she, she says it all during the interview. It's very, very cool. Uh, let me tell you in the meantime about what's happening with Stamps.com. Stamps.com is a great organization, a great service that's going to help you if you do a lot of online retailing. Stamps.com knows that the rush to get the holidays done is underway. You can get under control with Stamps.com. Sign up now. You'll be printing your own postage in simply minutes. It's your one-stop shop for your all your shipping and mailing needs. Even save money with discounts, major discounts on USPS, And UPS, the shipping rates are up to 86% off. I don't know how you beat that. Stress-free solution for every small business. Rates are constantly changing with Stamps.com switch and save feature. You can easily compare carriers and rates so you know that you're getting the best deal every single time. Uh, Get with them right now. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with Stamps.com right now. Sign up with promo code PAGS for a special offer. That includes a four-week trial, free postage, a free digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to stamps.com. Enter, uh, actually, click on the microphone. When you do, there'll be a space there to enter my code, PAGS, P-A-G-S. Make that happen and make it happen right now. 
Let me go to uh, Paul in California. Paul, your, your state doing it again, man. I guess they solved all the other problems. Time for reparations. Fill me in. Hey, Joe. Uh, greetings from Gavito, New Salini land. Uh, yeah, I no. There's no. I'm. I'm in. Let me. I should first say I'm in the mortgage business. I've been in the mortgage business for um for 20 years. So I know a lot about fair lending and the history of fair lending. Uh, but no, I don't think that people living now who happen to be black living in California should be paid reparations for housing discrimination that occurred in from <laughs> the 1930s to the 1970s. As shameful as that may have been, and it, I'm sure it happened, uh, it wasn't illegal until all the fair lending and equal credit laws were passed in the 70s. So reparations for what? for something that may have been shameful by people who are dead now. Um, $223,000 each, Paul, and it's going to come out of your taxes. Yeah. I mean, I never discriminated against anyone. Do I get a rebate? I mean, what the hell? Thanks, Joe. All right, Paul, I appreciate you. it's, It's just so nonsensical. It just doesn't, it doesn't hit a rational bone nor logical bone in my body. It just doesn't. There is nothing that would suggest that this makes any sense other than we're going to pay you off to vote for us forever. We're going to pay you off with money we don't have. We're going to pay you off with stuff we don't have. We're going to, we're going to screw with everybody else. Two and a half million in California are black. Everybody else in that state gets nothing, and they're just going to be fine with that. I mean, we, we are in a place in this country right now, a real tipping point, where we have to figure out who we want to be. Do we want to be people that notice ethnicity, ancestry, skin tone, and then make decisions based on that? Or do we want to be, be a country where everybody does, in fact, have equal opportunity and equal access to the American dream? Did they always? No. Do they now? By law, they do. So while we're playing this game, doesn't make any sense to me. 888-941-7247, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Karen, you've got uh, Bill Clinton, right? Um, he, he comes down with the, with the vid. Mm-hmm. Are we calling it the 19? What are we calling it? Um, he comes down with it, and he gives the standard pat answer that anybody on the left gives when they come down with this disease. Fill me in. From The Blaze, former President Bill Clinton announced he tested positive for COVID-19, noted that he is thankful he is vaccinated and boosted and encouraged others to get the vaccine jabs as well. Quote, I've tested positive for COVID. I've had mild symptoms, but I'm doing fine overall and keeping myself busy at home. I'm grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, which has kept my case mild. And I urge everyone to do the same, especially as we move into the winter months, he tweeted. They always give the same answer. I thought they actually used the word grateful, too, in his tweet. They always say I'm grateful and something that I'm I'm vaccinated and boosted. He did, actually, yes. In his, yeah, in his tweet, I'm grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, which has kept my case mild, and I urge everyone to do the same. They always do that. They always, I mean, it's almost as if somebody in a central location is writing these, I'm grateful for being vaccinated and boosted. He doesn't say, I can't believe I got the COVID, man. I was vaccinated and boosted. Because for how long we were told that you couldn't get it nor spread it if you were vaccinated then boosted. And, and just yesterday, I don't think I got to the soundbite, but just yesterday, somebody was asked about this when it came to who is suffering from COVID-19. And I think the first month was August, that most of the COVID-19 deaths were those who were vaccinated, not unvaccinated. 
I think this is the soundbite from yesterday. I cited the Washington Post reporting that of the 300 people a day that are dying, they are largely unvaccinated. Is that still the case? Yeah, what we have right now is people who are largely under-vaccinated. So let me explain what I mean by that. Wait a second. Carrie, you catch that? Under-vaccinated. Right. Okay. She, said, she makes a claim that the 300 a day that are dying are largely unvaccinated. And he goes, I bet this is some health dork from, uh, from the central government. But that, that, well, they're largely under-vaccinated. Have you ever heard anybody use that term before, under-vaccinated? I have not. I think that's the first. So you've got to get vaccinated some more, but he doesn't say the unvaccinated are the ones dying. He's saying basically undervaccinated to me means they've gotten some shot, but they want they want them to get some more shots because that's somehow going to save them from getting COVID-19 and dying. Let me play it one more time because this is very telling. I cited the Washington Post reporting that of the 300 people a day that are dying, they are largely unvaccinated. Is that still the case? Yeah, what we have right now is people who are largely under-vaccinated. So let me explain what I mean by that. If you're a 75-year-old who got two shots last April, you're just, you just don't have the level of protection you need to get through the Omicron wave that, you know, that we are going, we've gone through this year. Mm-hmm. So the point- Stumbling all over himself. So if you're 75 and you've gotten the two shots and the booster or something, you're under-vaccinated, so you don't have the protection you need going forward what so she's trying to make the case thinking that he's just going to jump right on it that the unvaccinated are still the ones dying is going to be another long deadly winter or some crap when in reality the people who are dying have been vaccinated and the people who are dying have been vaccinated more than once i mean he, he gives an example of somebody who got at least two shots that isn't enough if you're 75 somehow. So the 75-year-old elderly person should show up and get some more shots because that's somehow going to make the numbers better, according to this dork from the White House. It's just so telling when you really listen to the words they use. It just is. Jim, Florida, make it quick for me. What's happening? Uh, I don't think I answered it. Jim, now, now you're on the air. What's happening? Come on. Not much. Uh, I was going back to that uh, that uh, note about your reparations and everything in California going on. Yes. And I feel like that it shouldn't go to those those that are making already two hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, I don't think it should go to anybody, Jim. Say again. I don't think it should go to anybody. Do you? Well, I could use two hundred thousand right now, to be honest with you. Well, so, well, so could I. But I mean, I don't. I don't deserve it. You and I didn't didn't earn it. Why, why would we just get it? Well, uh, there's a valid point right there. I didn't earn it, but I'm working right now. Like, <laughs> right, you, you and I are working. To, to hand me extra money to help me get into a house. Okay, I, I can use that. Jim, right I, now, I, I love I, I love you like a brother. Well, don't live in your truck. I hope that you can get out of the truck, and I feel for you. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't mean that you should be handed two hundred thousand dollars because of uh, a race or ancestral background. That doesn't make any sense. What if the, what if next week they said every Italian gets half a million dollars? I'm Italian. Does that mean that I should get half a million dollars? That's kind of dumb, isn't it? I mean, if they say you earned it, then hey, then you All right, Jim. No, you, I didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. We didn't earn it. You're out there working hard. I hope you can find a better a, a better living situation for sure. But we shouldn't be handed something for free because of our ancestral background. Keep it here for Campus Reform. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.